it's not looking good there's there's a lot of editing in my future forgive us audience for the like constant feeling like it's choppy welcome to this bible podcast i know the name's super creative i'm your host sam lewis and i'm glad you're here We'll be diving into the daily lectionary, and I hope you'll find something that is maybe a little fun, maybe meaningful, and hopefully brings you closer to God. Let's dive in. How do you want to start this thing? Will you introduce yourself and then... uh... I want you to introduce me. Okay. This is Patrick. He's kind of a f- off, but kind of, but also one of the finest people I I've ever known. So, yeah. Well, that's a hell of an introduction. This is Sam. She's <laughs> running this show, whether you could tell or not, and also one of the best people I've ever met. Uh, funniest, smartest, most pastoral. Um, great mom, great wife. It's a, it's a privilege to maintain our friendship over so many miles and years. It's been over a decade. Isn't that insane? It's insane. Well, I, I opened up my Bible and I was, I was like, wait a second. John 3 doesn't end with 16. I <laughs> to it. Right? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, will you read for us? Uh, turns out John 3 continues. Will you read uh, John 3, 31 to 36? The one who comes from above is above all things. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all things. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. Whoever accepts his testimony confirms that God is true. The one whom God sent speaks God's words because God gives the Spirit generously. The Father loves the Son and gives everything into his hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever doesn't believe in the Son won't see life, but the angry judgment of God remains on them. It's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, we should have stood for the reading of the gospel. That's right. You didn't want to like video my belly button though. I'm wearing a crop <laughs> top. Thank God. It's Kansas City style. What can I say? <laughs> you and, and baked potato lady. <laughs> uh, just to clarify, I'm not wearing a crop top. <laughs> thank you for thank you for ironing that out for us. Um, I did not iron this shirt. All right. Stop talking about it. (laughs) Oh, so uh, here we have uh, John three. What sticks out to you? What do you, what do you see here? I felt the things that stood out to me were remembering that this is the the evangelist, the John speaking, these aren't, these aren't Jesus's words. He's speaking about Jesus. Remembering, recalling, thinking about John, like transferring ministry. And as I did a little bit of like 
extra reading uh, was reminded of like the kind of the sectarianism of which the culture would have been and so like infighting we we saw that later amongst the apostles uh, but this is like an early version of that with john's followers wanting to follow john um, and like questioning who's that jesus guy a lot of, I mean, typical John, Johannine language, uh, very spiritual, uh, things from above, things from below, worldly, earthly versus heavenly, uh, cosmic. Yeah. Those things all stand out to me directly from the text. And I mean, the contradictions within, within those five short passages uh, it, it goes from one extreme to the other really stood out to me like no one hears it or accepts it and yet like the next verse like well clearly somebody has heard and accepted it <laughs> right because you said if they do it yeah and that you've now negated your previous sentence stop wasting my time use no logic wants to read this <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is very clear to me that John is trying that the gospel writer, John uh, or John the Baptist, I don't know, whatever you want to, uh, the gospel writer, John is like trying to make a point, right? Like he has a point to make. He's got an agenda. Um, yeah. And I, is it like smoke and mirrors? Like, is he trying to confuse us and then like nail it? Like, let's, I'm going to say what I just said in that one famous verse. I'm going to say it again. Yeah. I don't know why I thought of the, the Luke 12 passage when I read this about Jesus coming to divide like mm -hmm. fathers against their children, husbands against wives, like his very like stark language about nobody accepting it, like reminded me like, what was that passage about Jesus coming to cause division? Because that's, I'm feeling a divisive kind of contrast here. And then, of course, that rabbit trail led me to he was quoting uh, Micah. Uh, so it was like a prophetic tradition out of Luke that was um, coming forward. And it started making me think about uh, like Jesus is like, we call him the Prince of Peace. And yet we have this Luke passage that talks about him causing division. And so I'm putting myself in the um, the, the shoes of different people and how they experience or don't experience that peace. And so I thought about like people who suffer, uh, like lack the peace that like the Prince of Peace is trying to offer, but that can like, that can actually unite both victim and perpetrator, right? Because they've either not heard or not accepted this peace that Christ offers and that's the division that he's talking about is those that haven't heard or haven't accepted. Like he's, he's raising the reality that that division will always be there. And he's going to like throw gasoline on that fire. We're going to know, do you have this piece or do you not have this piece? Right. Yeah. So like the, the other shoes to step in then. And I think the shoes that John is trying to get us to, and that Jesus is trying to get us to is that like, chill out i believe in god like believe in the messenger who is bringing god's word like peace will come 
Like, don't stand by idly and watch people or benefit from suffering, like help them achieve peace and don't participate in it. Don't like, don't be on the sideline, but embody, you know, maybe you're going through difficult job stuff. <laughs> maybe you are going through difficult relationship stuff. Um, if I can keep my like emotional, uh, my like tendency to see the worst in people and like everybody's got it out for me. If I can hold all of that in check, like that, that earthly uh, and assent to like, God's got a, a plan. God's like, that is hope for a better future. Um, I just need to sit back, be at peace in this situation, stand my ground, I guess, uh, be, have boundaries, uh, say, speak on behalf of those who can't speak, but like, but not to do so from such a like angry seat. I think that's important, right? This piece of like, I don't know, like we do advocate, we do care about the suffering of people and we do so as people who um, are centered in this message of abiding peace um you know it makes me think i was just in a uh, conversation with somebody they were a student uh they were they were in high school when i was the pastor of my first church and so now they're like you know graduated from grad school and like a fully functional adult uh, which is wild um but they were saying that they really appreciated they had like opened up about some trauma at a, you know, at a like youth retreat and people were like, yeah, you just pray about it. And I was like, yeah, you should pray about it. You should also go to therapy. Um, and she was talking about the ways that that helped her be like, oh yeah, like, it's not saying that God can't work. It's saying that God can work also through these people, right. Through these therapists. Um, and so, you know, not just therapists, but us, um, we can be present and be uh, there's such a fine line right between us being the saviors of people and us being the messenger right um although i think uh john the baptist gives us such a good example of what that looks like right this whole thing happens because they're upset they're like you know uh everybody's going to this other guy, the guy you baptized, you baptized him. And now all these people are going to him. And, you know, just before this passage we read is him saying like, I must decrease. He must increase. Right. Like I am a messenger. I'm not the one. Um, and so I think if we can, if we can position ourselves there, like I'm not the one, um, but I am pointing you to the one who, uh, I love this piece. Uh, the one whom God sent, uh, who speaks God's word because God gives the spirit generously, right? This spirit of truth and peace. And, um, you know, if we can be the ones who point to that, uh, who are present in people's lives and point to that, I think, you know, we can there are there will still be these divisions there will still be these things but we will be a part of kind of this transformation I, yeah and i don't like 
John obviously was human, so he wasn't perfect. Uh, but you would think like the the eating locusts and honey and barely wearing any clothes would have like people would have been eager for like, can you point me to somebody? <laughs> Is there somebody uh, else? Somebody like the people that are that loyal to him make you think like God, he was probably pretty righteous. Like he probably did didn't make a lot of people mad. He probably like had wisdom and helped people in a lot of ways, and that's why they were hungry for uh, his. Uh, leadership and spiritual uh, leadership, um, which is like, I'm, I'm glad that we have all those other disciples who keep screwing things up all the time, which reminds me and keeps me when I'm being intentional about it from taking on that savior, like, oh, yeah, like, I can, I can tell you and point to somebody else pretty easily, because you don't want to follow me, like, I screw things up all the time. Yeah. Um, we can try to do this together. Right. And I mean, one of the like things I read in preparation for this was talking about, you know, it sounds like this like judgmental, like God's judgment, God's wrath. We kind of joked about that when the when you first sent me the passage, like, oh great, God's wrath. Love that one. Um, but like the actual like the liberating piece of the other side of that coin, like it, but 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 wait, he gives the spirit generously, like just receive it, like the other side of that is grace is is mercy is like and i need that i'm now liberated uh and i'm not worried about this this wrath for those that either i hate to think about the people that haven't heard it right there's a contentious debate there <laughs> god's word is planted in our hearts in other ways right but for those that have rejected it like it makes me scared to um to reject it yeah well and i think that have rejected it yeah. When I think about this, you know, we talk about rejecting it or accepting it. Like he's talking to religious leaders, right? It's, I mean, not here, 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 he's talking about to his disciples, but I mean, in general, when we look at the gospels, the contrast is often with, with religious leaders, right? It's not as if they are people who um, are not like trying to be faithful followers of God. It's people who, cannot in that hear the word of life right and so you know i mean i think we get into a tricky realm of like you know uh is it saying like god's wrath is upon atheists right whereas like um i think god's wrath is upon those who choose death over life god's wrath is on those who um who refuse to hear another way and live into uh, this way that is life-giving and liberating. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it turns out they had the same problems back then that we have today. Turns no, out. No wonder this text has lasted for multiple millennia. Yeah. I kind of wonder, like, would most of the problems that Jesus had with uh, religious leaders, like those religious leaders were coming to him with the problem. Right. He didn't like he didn't did he seek out and maybe I'm just like misremembering. I don't have the whole scripture written on my heart, but uh did he seek shame out? on you? <laughs> did he seek out? I mean he flipped the tables, right? Like I remember right. that one instance, but most of those conflicts came because like they came and tried to silence him. What if they had just ignored him? Right. And he just kept like preaching good news to the poor. Right. Like if they if they were less concerned 
with whether or not he was breaking the rules. Like there are absolutely times where he is like teaching in their spaces or, um, you know, flipping tables. But I, th- I think you're right. I think those are limited for the most part. He's doing good work in the world. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. that's not the rules. Which as an Enneagram one okay. can relate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. The rules, though, guys, the rules. the rules. This is what we're supposed to do. This is what you're doing. And like, I mean, when he was doing the teaching in their space, like he was teaching their shit. I mean, it's not like he was right. He was reading their scriptures to them. <laughs> yeah. And misinterpreted this. Yeah, golly. I, I have definitely thought more and more about the the constraints of the institutional church and what if we need community, but does that have to happen in the institutional church? Like I think your front porch alliance looks a lot less like church, but it is like quintessentially the church. Right. I think that's right. And and I mean, it's it's not great news for those of us who uh, financially uh, depend on making a living. <laughs> but I think um, there's. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that like what we call traditional Protestant churches or like the form that church has taken over the last, what, couple, few hundred years. Um, I'm not saying that's going to go away, but I do think like it will, it will fade and something else will need to come alongside it. And I think, you know, we're going to have, happen to uh we're gonna have to figure out like how to do things differently in a way that i think you're right does like take the institutional side away and instead adds like this beloved community uh in a in a way that is much less concerned about form the the church here at resurrection has like adopted a seminary, right? So St. Paul's is now a part of resurrection. And, and obviously there's something good happening here. People keep coming. Like whenever I do a baptism, I like articulate, like God still has faith in us, like by sending this person and, and trusts us specifically with this person to, to nurture them along this journey. Like I can't, I can't deny that when I think of all the like challenges that a large institution presents like and yet god is still sending people so how do i remember to capture the good to authentically humbly uh, vulnerably articulate the growing edges um, and and that's probably true whether it's a you know tens of thousands of people or tens of people gathered in an institution no, we're never going to get it exactly right from the mouths of babes. I, I have started with Margot every night asking, like, what are you thankful for today? What happened that you're thankful for? What challenged you today? And I get such rich conversation. Why don't, why don't yeah. I do that with my peers and my friends? Yeah. yeah. How are you moving toward God? How are you moving away from oh, God? No, no. Forget all that God language. Just, uh, yeah, I mean, fair. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, what I mean is, and this is what I do at Front Porch, translating that, right? Like we're translating it into something that makes more sense for most of the people we're around, right? Like, what are you grateful for? What challenged you? Because like- He's eager to have that conversation every night. That's awesome. I do think if we kind of tie it back to the text, this idea of believing in Jesus, accepting his testimony is true, I think is living into this uh, spirit that is given by God generously, right? It is living into this, right? So like believing is not just this intellectual practice. It is the way that we form our lives. It is the way you ask Margot, like, what are you thankful for today? Yeah. Well, because we're so like forgetful, uh, maybe I can redeem worship in that, like, it's a ritual that reminds us to do that daily, like reminds us of the importance of it, or at least gives us that one weekly touch point to remember what's from above and what's from below. Yeah. Well, uh, will you pray for us? I'd be happy to. Thank you. God's so grateful for the opportunity to gather with Sam to uh, talk about scripture, um, to remember uh, the heart of your uh, being uh, with us, uh, the the grace, the mercy that comes uh, with accepting, with with vulnerability, with uh, humility, to to go to where we are pointed by your uh, appointed leaders. And so help us to continue in that spirit in our in our jobs, in our families, in our uh, social lives so that others will, well, so that we first will just experience your grace, your love, your mercy, as it then overflows from us, God. We, we pray that others might benefit from that. So be with us as we do this. Forgive us when we f- up. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. You to record a new prayer. Sorry, sucker. <laughs> Oh, thanks for being here. Yep. Appreciate your time.